1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
0: Welcome to the Broadway Gives Back podcast. I'm your host, Jan Svenson. This podcast spotlights Broadway actors, shows, and organizations in their pursuit of social impact and philanthropy. Join us as some of the brightest lights on Broadway share their stories about their favorite charities and how they got involved, and the people and the causes who benefited from these philanthropic efforts. The guest of my last podcast of 2022 was Anika Larson. Anika is an incredibly talented actor who was nominated for a Tony Award for her performance in Beautiful, The Carol King Musical along with many other theater credits. When we last spoke, Anika told me about the United Nations Global Goals, 17 goals that have become the to-do list to make the world a better place. I was so intrigued and inspired by the Global Goals, and frankly by Anika, that I suggested we collaborate and that she come on board the Broadway Gives Back podcast to co-host a series where we talk about this initiative and bring in special guests to discuss the specific goals. Anika is here with me today and will be joining me for the next month or two, where we will break down each goal and talk about what needs to be done and ways in which we can all help. Anika, my new friend, my co host, um, mm-hmm. welcome again to the Broadway Gives Back podcast. Thank you so much for your activism and for agreeing to partner with me on this initiative
1: no thank you gosh you've made it even bigger than i was thinking about my little vlog and how would i tell people about the global goals and um, it wasn't until i came on broadway gives back and then you were like i'm gonna set up meetings and you started making things happen and now it's this whole big campaign for earth month and you know it's just it's all it's all much bigger and more exciting than i ever ever thought it would be so thank you well it's always better to have you know more people collaborating i think you always get better you know what That's number 17, partnerships for the goals. We can't do it alone. we got to partner with people. There you go.
0: I love partnering with you. Um, (laughs) Back at you. So we were talking the other day after we did some some podcast recordings about how we always ask people some rapid fire questions or we do an icebreaker just to sort of Mm let people get to know them. And we were talking about how hard it is. And I was saying, I wouldn't even know what I would answer to half the questions that I ask. You were basically terrified. You were so glad that you didn't
1: ever have to answer them. But now we don't have an actual guest. We're just two co-hosts. So. We're just two
0: co-hosts. So we're going to ask each other some questions <laughs> for the icebreaker yeah, round. this goes. Um, all right, you go um, first. All right,
1: I'm starting with you because you're terrified. So I'm let's terrified. So break on through. All right, Jan, please tell me three truths and a lie about yourself.
0: Um, I have been with Elton John on where I was wearing roller skates and carrying a hot dog and a root beer. Mm. I have been on a Broadway stage in a Broadway show as a jet girl in West Side Story Mm -hmm. once. The drummer from The Who, Keith Moon, was at my breakfast room table when I was growing up at midnight eating late night snacks with me and my parents Mm -hmm. and I have gone skydiving.
1: I don't know, I could see all of these, but I also know how terrified you are to perform. So you being a jet girl, except that, gosh, I don't know. Um, now you know what, I'm going to believe all the artsy ones and
0: say you've never been skydiving. No, I've never, I've been a jet girl, but that was in junior high. (laughs) oh so it wasn't on broadway stage <laughs> oh no, i thought it was maybe on a
1: technicality like during an easter bonnet competition no, or something
0: no. <laughs> no i was a chick girl oh in i should have trusted my
1: instincts yeah. All um, right. yes what you got for me
0: um okay for you if you could invite three people to dinner three hmm. people who are dead or alive mm. to have an interesting dinner party who would you invite oh my goodness that's so hard
1: well, it's, uh, there's three people who were just in the forefront, you know, cause I'm doing so much of this, um, the research for all this stuff. And I was just looking at, um, I was just looking at, at video of Maya Angelou and, um, she, she's just so wise, like just, but not like she's planned wise, like when she writes her poetry, but, um, but just when she's talking, uh, just off the cuff, the, the unbelievable, uh generosity of spirit the unbelievable like zen of her um for sure I would want her there um and then I was just looking at a video of Malala on the world's largest lesson which is I'll tell you about I'll tell you what that is later but um uh but she uh so she's fantastic and then Greta Thunberg three great women I guess Mm. look at that um and then I'll feel um, all day long today. I'm going to be kicking myself for all the people I didn't say. But come on, that would be the most interesting meal.
0: Yeah, I've that ever sounds had. Sounds great. Can I come too? Sure, of course. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Let's do some questions that we both answer. Yes. Okay. All right. What's your word? My word. My word. My word is passion. Hmm. Because I think if you have passion about anything and everything, you know, your life is just better. And my my eldest daughter made me this amazing ceramic plate that has the word passion on it in my favorite mm-hmm. colors. So passion. Oh, yes. What about you? Nice. My word is actually two words. It's
1: wicked awesome because I'm from Boston and every <laughs> once in a while, I just like to, I like the Boston girl in me to come on out, especially when mm-hmm. I start talking about the Red Sox. But um <laughs> But yeah, so many things in this life are wicked awesome, and I like using the word wicked as a qualifier. Takes the piss out of things sometimes, you know, it's a little cheeky.
0: I like it. Um, You and Ben Affleck. Um. (laughs) (laughs) We went to high school together. Oh, did you really? That's so crazy. We did. Yeah. Cambridge, and Latin. That's amazing. Sunrise or sunset?
1: Um. I got to say sunset. I mean, sunrises are more special because you're so, I mean, theater people and my husband's a jazz musician. So we're so rarely up for them, except now that we have kids, we're up for them more. So they feel more rare and special, but we're just able to experience sunsets more. So
0: I think sunsets. What about you? Sunset. And actually we were in Brazil a few years ago. And what's so cool in Brazil is at sunset, Mm. everybody kind of gathers outside
1: and they stand
0: on ledges or in backyards or at the beach. And as soon as the sun goes below the horizon, everybody claps. Oh. It's so beautiful. It was Are amazing. they clapping
1: for Mother Nature they got through another day successfully? Or are they like, ah, whatever know. it
0: is, it's gratitude, right? It was. It felt like it's gratitude. A raising up. Yeah. Yeah. I loved it. I loved
1: it. Um, that is lovely. Uh, I feel like one of the reasons we have such a problem with the climate is that we've got, we have got we get so far removed from nature that we feel like we're not in it and of it. Mm-hmm. And so I love that idea that like people's days are timed and attuned to when the sun is setting. Because mm-hmm. I check my phone often to find out when the sun
0: is rising or setting, and that's mm-hmm. crazy. That is crazy. But yeah, I, I get it. Well, at least now the days are getting longer, so that feels good. Yeah. Okay. Favorite Disney princess or Disney character? Oh my goodness. Encanto
1: is a, a sublime movie musical. It is Lin-Manuel Miranda. It is, because uh, we just watched it again with my little boys um, for the hundredth time, but it is, um, and I don't know that I could pick a character because they're all so well-written so, and they all just, they all have such phenomenal songs. But that is such uh, an, unbel- like the story is so sophisticated and beautiful and so psychologically rich and um, just so moving and, um, I don't know, there's no better animated movie than Encanto, if you ask me. What about you?
0: Oh, I'm a big fan of Beauty and the Beast.
1: Mm, (laughs) I love Belle. Yeah. Belle is old as time.
0: Belle is my girl. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Fair enough. (laughs) She's
1: got moxie.
0: (laughs) She does. And she likes to read. So do I. Um, Um, yeah. So where's your physical happy place?
1: Uh, my physical happy place Um, uh, you know, I, I thought I would live in New York city for my whole life. And, um, then I fell in love with a man who owned a house up the Hudson in the lower Hudson Valley. And it was a real struggle to move out here. Um, because I really just identified as a New Yorker and it was a little bit heartbreaking, but it, it really only made sense. And certainly now that we have kids, it, it only makes sense, but, um, we have this big deck on the back of our house and it has it's just such a beautiful view and i um, i just i never i when i when i look out at the view i think if i went to a hotel i wouldn't be able to afford the room with this view mm. and yet every morning i get to wake up to this view and it's just a canopy of trees, and it's so so pretty. And so I don't get out on that deck as much as I like because of the kids, um, but um, but I can see the, through the windows out beyond it, and um, and it's um, every day I'm grateful
0: that I can look at such beauty.
1: What about you? That's so nice. What's your happy
0: place? So we're bi-coastal, and mm-hmm. I have a happy place in LA and a happy place in New York. So my New York happy place is at the north end of the reservoir in Central Park. Mm -hmm. And I run Mm -hmm. and I always just have to take a beat and stop there and just have a moment of gratitude. And I just, I love it. Mm -hmm. And here in LA where I grew up, there's um, right on Ocean Avenue overlooking like Palisades Park overlooking the Pacific Ocean. That's Mm -hmm. my spot. And even Mm -hmm. as a kid, I used to go there and just sort of ride my bike there and Stop mm. and reflect, and it's just become like sort of this place for me where I feel peaceful.
1: Mm. So you have a happy place on each coast. That's yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Nice.
0: Um, that was, and that's a good segue. I didn't even plan this, but that's kind of a good segue to our conversation um, <laughs> sure. about the global goals. Um, yeah. So I'm going to have you talk about this, but just as a quick intro... Mm. Mm -hmm. I mean, clearly the world is facing so many challenges, whether it's poverty or hunger, inequality, and climate change. Um, And these need to be addressed urgently. And the UN acknowledged this, um, and they said there needed to be bold action to overcome them. And so they created these global goals. And it's a plan or a pact, I guess, that was agreed to by all the world leaders to build a greener, fairer, better world by 2030. Mm -hmm. And we all have a role in achieving those goals. Yeah. So I, I need you to break this down for me yeah. and for our listeners, because this is a really big idea. Yes. And when, I, when you first talked to me about it, I went online and started researching it. I was fascinated by the whole thing, but I was, I was also fascinated by the fact that I hadn't heard of it until you introduced yeah. me to it. So talk us through the global goals. Yeah, well,
1: they know lots of people in lots of other countries know about it more than in our country, which is um, why we're doing this, why Mm. we're doing these podcasts and why why I'm doing the vlog um, is to let people know about it because it is so heartening um that so many smart people really they it's the world's to-do list basically they broke down sort of all of our problems into 17 parts and um have targets and things that you can do for each one of them um and it somehow in this format makes it all feel possible Mm -hmm. um it, it it is it helped me go from feeling helpless and hopeless to helpful and hopeful um it's just it's a it's a very elegant framework for the world's problems and um you know cl- the climate crisis is not new it's something we've all known about our whole lives right and and for a really long time it just felt like it wasn't my thing it wasn't my cause um and it wasn't until my dear friend Andrea Varga who's a professor of sustainability up at SUNY New Paltz introduced me to the global goals that i was like oh no this is my fight to fight because it's basically the the, the idea of sustainability with a capital S, not little sustainability, but big sustainability, which my favorite definition for that is shared prosperity on a healthy planet, um, because that holds within it the three pillars of the global goals, which is people, planet, and prosperity. So of course it's not sustainable if we're polluting the oceans and the land and the skies, but it's also not sustainable if people don't have access to food, to clean water, to education, to equality, no matter what their gender, race, religious beliefs, their income is. None of that is sustainable either. If they don't have, if they're poor, if they don't have decent work, all of these things are unsustainable. So the idea that 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 shared prosperity is just as much a part of creating a healthy planet that all of our problems are so intertwined and interdependent that actually in solving any of them, we're solving all of them. So. The very first global goal is no poverty, second to zero hunger. And it's not until 13 that we get to climate action or 14 is life below water and then life on land. Um, and it's not in an order of importance because there is no order of importance. It's just what's important to you. If if environmental justice is important to you, then that's your way into to fighting the good fight um, and achieving, uh, helping to achieve any of these goals. It's, you know, um, affordable and clean energy is number seven and that's, you know, wind turbines and solar. Solar power and finding new ways to power our planet so that we're not creating all the greenhouse gases. So um, it really, it was, um, it is, if you go to their website, globalgoals.org, mm. it is so beautifully honestly just like the graphics themselves it's so beautifully elegantly laid out for you and you click on any of the global goals that might fire you up and there's guidance for helping you as an individual as an organization as a company as a school there's um and I mentioned it before but it's the it's the kids website in within the the global goals and it's if you just google the world's largest lesson it's they just so beautifully break it down in ways that it's for kids from four to 18 in ways the kids can understand um just a couple days ago my son i've been on my computer doing all this stuff so much and my son walked by and he was like mama what are you doing on your computer again and i said it's (laughs) honey it's the global goals again and he finally he was ready to ask yeah but what is that mama? And I said, well, guess what? We're going to go to the, to the website. And we went to the world's largest lesson and we watched, they have this, these introductory videos that are like just a few minutes long. The first one stars Malala, who's going to be mm. having lunch with me sometimes. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, um, and it's this animated video that breaks it down so beautifully. That um, Then my husband and my other son came down and I said, let's watch it again and made everybody watch it. But Um, it's just, it's, it, it, and, and by the end, everybody was super fired up to, um, want to act. And my son went to school today, second grade today. And he said, I'm going to tell the principal so she can say on the morning announcements about TGG. And I was like, what's TGG? The global goals, mama. He's fired up to spread the word. You, You can't help it. They just, they do it so well that you sort of can't help it.
0: I love a good to-do list, you know, like it's, yeah. for me, it's so, I, I love making those check marks. Yes. And, and, and I also, I like this idea that it's kind of like the idiot's guide to saving the world. Um, yeah. Which, yeah you know, is also a podcast that I think the UN.
1: It's their, it's, it's it their, is, it's their podcast. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. Because everybody needs to be a part of it. There's this great quote by this guy, um, Robert Swan. It's the greatest threat to our planet is the belief that someone else will save it. Mm -hmm. Um, is it really is, it's all of our mess to clean up. And, you know, it's funny, you're calling me an activist and I was like, I'm not sure I am an activist because if I say I'm an activist, then that means I'm different than you, not you, Jan, but you, the general you. It's like, I'm different than you and then you don't have to be doing what I'm doing. And the the thing of it is, is that any of us who are able have to be, you know, rolling up our sleeves and and acting. Um, But the good news about that is that there's actually so much that you can be doing That isn't onerous. That really is like low-hanging fruit in your life. Just if you just flip the switch in your brain, there's so many different ways that you could be helping. um, That um, and you know it's all beautifully laid out. And I mean, and that's it's it's a jumping-off point. It isn't the beginning and the end of these efforts. There's lots of people doing extraordinary Mm. work in this. That's been the most heartening thing since I've sort of fallen down this rabbit hole Mm -hmm. is seeing how many people are out there doing the thing, like just doing unbelievable work in all of the different ways where they are. Um, But so what we're focusing on, on on the podcast and on the vlog is what we as the theater community, because I don't profess to be an expert on this. So it's about like what we in the theater community are doing to help
0: achieve each one of these global goals. And breaking that down even further, it's the theater community as a business, but also just the individual fans and theater goers, what they can do. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So, do you want to talk a little bit about, like, just in general, what the theater community is doing right now? And I, there's Broadway yeah. Green Alliance, and they've been on, on the podcast yes. before, and you've been on the podcast talking yes. about BGA. I mean, but yes. in general, you know, some highlights of what the Broadway community is doing. Absolutely.
1: Well, yes. Yeah. So, I, I mean, when I when I started thinking about this, I actually, when I called Andrea Varga, I call her my sustainability Yoda. Um, She's wise, but she speaks (laughs) in complete sentences. Um, And um, when I called her, she said, well, all anybody can do really is what they can do locally. But your local is Broadway and Broadway gets attention. And I thought, ding, ding, ding. What does that mean? So then I, I I reached out to the Broadway Green Alliance and Molly Braverman over there is just an extraordinary human being, and um, and I said, What do I do? What can we do? So, um, so, so, Bro- the Broadway Green Alliance is helping the Broadway shows and not just Broadway, off Broadway, college campuses all over the country, regional theaters, mm-hmm. um, and she is help- they are helping support. Um, green efforts backstage and trying to be as sustainable as possible backstage and making great choices backstage. I mean, one of the really cool things that they um, got done, one of their first sort of coups was um, getting LED lights in all of the Broadway marquees. So now Broadway, the power of those bright Broadway marquees, um, it's two. T- it requires two tenths of the power that it used to before they switched light bulbs. Um, and then they also got um, uh, all of the broad uh, Broadway washing machines are now high efficiency washing machines um, so that all of the laundry is being done. Done better backstage, so, um, so yeah, so the, there's stuff like that that they are really helping to support with their green captains in each of in each of the um, Broadway shows, um, and then there is, but but like I say, it's not just about that's climate action, that's right. goal number thirteen, so that's very specific to it's climate action, but. Um, You know, there's um, organizations like Revolution Latina, who I know you've talked to Luis Salgado, Mm -hmm. he's going to be on my vlog, but that's a great example of number four, quality education is bringing arts education to kids um, who wouldn't otherwise get it. Um, And of course, you know, we focus on the art side of things. But of course, when we mean this globally, we mean that there's a lot of people who don't, especially women and girls who don't get access to, to quality education. Um, there's, um, who else? There's, I mean, of course, there's um, Broadway Cares and all that they are doing. Um, I like to think of them sort of under the category of number 16, which is uh, peace, justice, and strong institutions. But mm-hmm. um, just all that Broadway Cares is doing to take care of people in the city and in the country. Um, and what a strong institution they are.
0: And even in um, the world, you know, they're are, there are yeah. sort of our first responders worldwide. I was thinking about social justice as one of the goals, too. Yeah. And, yep. you know, Black Theater United. Um, exactly. Broadway right. yes, Advocacy that Coalition, is, all yep. the equity That's global inclusion. goal number 10, reduced yeah.
1: inequalities. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yes. And, um, uh, you know... Uh, we were just talking earlier about um uh the entertainment community fund aka Mm -hmm. formerly known as the actors fund and all that they do to help with health care with those of us in the theater industry with making sure we we keep our health insurance and helping folks get access to the health care that they need and the mental health care that they need and that is global goal number three good health and well-being um so really there's not a global goal that that exists that we aren't in some way trying to help um, trying to help get there.
0: Now I want to take it to a more micro level. So theater mm-hmm. goers, fans of theater, what yeah. can individual people do? And I just want to give one example. Last week we were talking, sure. and we were talking about doing laundry. Yes. And I was introduced to this idea. I didn't know that there were detergent sheets. So yes. that you don't have to buy a ginormous plastic bottle of no. Tide yes. or Tide Pods. Telly Leung.
1: Yes. yes. Tune in for Telly Leung T- because he enlightened us on the laundry sheets, which are wonderful.
0: I bought yes, them absolutely. this weekend. They are amazing. And yes. I feel like so good, but it's such a small thing. And yeah. I feel like those are the kinds of, of little hacks, life hacks, right. that we should talk about and share with each other yes. and share with our listeners. And the listeners should share back with us what they're doing, because I feel like yes. that's a very grassroots way to help yeah. the world accomplish some of these 17 goals.
1: Yeah. Um, so, one of the ways that I think about it is um, just the idea of consume less. And, and there's so many different ways that you can do that. And it's, you know, it's little steps at a time, you know, you're not going to do it all in one day. It's like every day, is there a different way that you can consume less and consume less what? Well, consume less meat. The meat industry is real rough on the planet. Mm. Um, so consuming less meat, Don't if, if you love meat, don't cut it out of your life, but just less. If everybody mm-hmm. consumed less meat, it would have a huge effect on the planet and on greenhouse gases. Um, consume less electricity. That's the thing we all know. Shut the lights off when you leave. Um a room you know but in all of the ways that you can consume less electricity consuming less gas which is you know driving places do you have to drive could you walk could you bike um could you drive an electric vehicle Mm. um uh it's consuming less plastic that's a big one that honestly if that's one of those things where if you just flip the switch in your brain, um, there's so many times where you take plastic without thinking about it. And if you just said, hey, no, I don't need those utensils, or I don't actually want a straw, thank you. Um, or you just, you know, when I was shopping Or I don't need that plastic from,
0: bag, right?
1: Oh, I don't need that plastic bag, exactly. Yeah. I was shopping for my boys this Christmas and I, just decided to be thinking about that because so many toys for kids are plastic. And so I'm not gonna not get them toys, but I just, I, I thought sort of consciously about, well, which of the plastic toys are worth it? Which of the things that are wrapped in so much plastic are worth it? And some things I actually didn't get because they were just so much plastic. Um, and, and, um, and you know, look, I, I really want to acknowledge that so many of these things, like buying organic instead of buying non-organic foods, so many of these things that are better for the planet are also more expensive or harder for people to do. Um, And so I fully wanna recognize that some people are just trying to get through their days and they can't do these things. Some people can't afford to choose wooden toys over plastic toys. Um, And so I I fully acknowledge that. And then I therefore I say that those of us who can, should, must. Um, I was thinking today as I was washing my dishes, I have a plastic scrub brush and and I was looking at it and I thought, I bet there's wooden scrub brushes out there that aren't probably that much more expensive than the plastic one. If it's a dollar or two, I can swing that. There's Mm. other ways that I can be more eco-friendly that I can't afford, but that's one that I can afford. And so it's just, uh, you know, thinking in those ways. Um, I think this whole idea
0: of being mindful is mm – because, you know, a lot of times you're just going through your day and you're not thinking about anything, but just being more mindful about yeah. exactly what you're saying about the scrub brushes, you know, like, oh, yeah. I, I could do this. But also even some of the other goals, you know, like social justice or, you know, mental right. health issues, just being more mindful and thinking about it in yeah. terms of, oh, how, what little thing could I do to sort of, yeah. you know, think about this. So a lot and of it I is just the acknowledgement. That-
1: yeah, and I think once actually that flip has been switched, like when you once you've seen, you can't unsee. You know, I think mm-hmm. that that's so that it actually isn't something that you have to you have to be making a concerted effort to do all day, every day, that it then just becomes sort of a part of you. Um, and I'm really big on the idea of the just creating the cultural expectation. If we just start saying, if it, it should be a thing where um, restaurants don't offer you the plastic utensils unless you ask for it. I mean, if we could legislate that, that would be great. But, um, but it should just become a thing where we're not trying to offer. Telly was saying that he's in London right now and that all of the food he's ever gotten, he's gotten wooden uh, utensils for them. So it's about creating the cultural expectation that, that we're going to be taking care of each other and our planet in all of these ways. Um, and, um, you know, it's interesting because I read an article recently about Japan. And in Japan, they all wear the global goals pin. It's the this, it's this sort of color wheel um, of the global goals. Um, all the business people over there wear them. Whether or not their company is actually trying to, you know, help, um, they, there is this now expectation that they should be. And mm-hmm. I think even if, you know, people are getting upset that it's, you know, greenwashing or that the people are saying, promising things they're not delivering. But I really think that in, if you create the expectation that the action has to follow. So- it's just about, yeah, changing the ways we think about things. And we're storytellers. That's what theater people are, right? So it's about trying to tell the story in an engaging way that doesn't make it feel annoying because nobody wants to be lectured to and nobody wants. It's it's either overwhelming or it's boring. One of my friends said to me and I was like, I know you're yeah. right. It is. I agree. I've felt that way for decades, too. So how do we make it not? And the Global Goals are doing a great job of that. It's not overwhelming. They, they break it down so nicely and it's not boring. It's lovely.
0: Well, there's so many different things. And over the next few months, we're going to have many guests coming in and talking about yeah. um, different goals. We've assigned a different yeah. goal to a different guest, plus mm-hmm. you're going to be doing vlogs separately yes. from that, which are going to be little yes. short bite-sized pieces of content. But yep. I'm just going to give a little sneak peek to a couple of the goals that are coming up. Um, mm-hmm. As you mentioned, Telly Leon is going to talk about goal number 11, which is sustainable cities. Um, mm-hmm. Currently, Telly is in London performing in *Allegiance*, which he mm-hmm. originated that role when he was on Broadway. Mm-hmm. Um, Barrett Foa, um, who mm-hmm. people might know from *NCIS*, um, who's mm-hmm. also a, a big Broadway person, um, is going to come on and talk about Goal Number Two, which is Zero Hunger. Yeah, and he works. He's a vice chair for an organization that basically. Um, takes the donated takes food that's on movie sets and film sets um, yeah. and TV sets and donates it to um, unhoused people who are you know have food yeah insecurities so it's great it's an it's an ingenious example of problem solving for one of the goals it's yeah. like it's, it's so many wins yeah in a in a very grassroots way that's very doable yeah yeah um, we're also going to have Andrew Barth Feldman who most recently was in Dear Evan Hansen and. He's going to talk about goal number three, which is good health and well-being, and we'll talk a lot about um, mental health issues, um, which affect so many, so many of the different goals here. Yeah. So those are just a few. There's more, yeah. and there's some bigger yeah. names that are going to be on as well. Yeah, some surprises, some surprises. Um,
1: but I've got some friends coming on. I've got um, on my vlog, people you've already talked to, like Seth Rudetsky and James Wesley are going mm-hmm. um, to come on. Gavin Creel is going to come on. I've also got some, because it's, it's not just actors. We don't just need actors. We also should be talking to other people in the Broadway industry. So I have mm-hmm. um, lighting designer Natasha Katz is coming, um, set designer Derek McLean, costume designer Greg Barnes So, um, it's going to be real fun. We're going to talk to, uh, we're going to go backstage at Hamilton and talk to Tamar Green about clean water and sanitation, because we, of course, all use reusable water bottles backstage with our fabulous New York City water, which Telly Leung calls the champagne of tap water. And I agree. (laughs) I do too.
0: (laughs) So, anyway, so the next month or two will be really exciting. We're going to launch in April. This will be the first. Mm -hmm podcast of April. And Mm -hmm. this series will be co-hosted with the two of us. So I'm very excited looking forward to next steps. And I just Mm -hmm. want to thank you, Anika, for, first of all, introducing me to this whole idea, but also Mm -hmm. agreeing to come on and be a co-host and just help figure all of this out. You know, you don't have to do this and you are so passionate, using my favorite word, um, Mm -hmm. about this and it's infectious. So thank you.
1: Oh, well, good. Well, good. I don't know. We all just... We all just got to do what we can, right? We're all just
0: trying to matter. You know, but not everybody takes their time and energy to do what they care about. So there's that extra layer. And I just, I so, I want to acknowledge you and just tell you how much I appreciate what you're doing and how it's really influenced me and my life too. And I hope it influences others as well.
1: Oh thanks well, you know, I'm one of ten kids. I grew up one of ten kids and I, I i have a, one of my life's compulsions is being a good team player and making sure I'm carrying my weight um, and so this just feels like an obvious I, I i it doesn't it just feels like it's what I should be doing. It doesn't feel like I should be um applauded for it it really is it's what we should all be doing you know so um, but thank you um, because I know that really if all of us just if we all just do the next right thing which is my favorite quoting Frozen 2 if we all just do the next right thing we are going to fix this that's what's really exciting is that I I didn't know that last year and now after all of this this work that I've done I know that now so that's exciting so everybody jump, jump on board theater climate revolution baby it's happening
0: join us for doing the next right thing Thanks for listening to this episode of the Broadway Gives Back podcast. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and rate Broadway Gives Back wherever you stream your podcasts. You can also follow me on Facebook at Jan Friedlander Weiss and on Instagram at Jan for good. Broadway Gives Back is part of the Broadway Podcast Network produced by Dory Berenstein, Alan Seals, Kimberly Garris, along with their team of amazing collaborators and wonderful humans. To learn more about this podcast and other Broadway podcasts, visit bpn.fm slash BroadwayGivesBack.